Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. You got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening. Hey, it's Happy New Year, everybody. I've been out there once. Well, we started once, but I think this is the first full uh, show of the new year. Just want to wish everybody a happy and a prosperous 2020, y'all. 2019 was, I don't know, that was something about that year that uh, I was glad to see it go. Uh, I was glad to see it go. So, so many crazy things uh, was going on there and that uh, has bled over into uh, the new year, no doubt. We got an impeachment, yeah. We got an impeachment of the president going on right now. The impeachment of Donald John Trump, president of the United States. Is being pre is being uh, impeached, y'all. Yeah, this is serious business. This is serious business, y'all. We gonna chime in on it this evening. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick it around a little bit. Uh, House of Representatives uh, took the two articles of impeachment over to uh, the Senate. This past uh, this past week, and uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, picked her seven uh, managers to uh, prosecute that case in front of the Senate, and uh, I think I think it's going to get uh, going uh, in. It's going to get going uh, in full uh, bloom uh, come this Tuesday, uh, the twenty first. Well, it's the day after, uh, it's Tuesday the 21st. Yeah, it's the day after the King holiday. So everything is closed down just about. Oh, no, they still working, though. They working over this weekend because I think the the uh, the House of Representatives who impeached them has to uh, file a brief, and so does uh, the president, is the legal team. His his legal team is is I don't know y'all. He's got uh, his two main lawyers there, uh, Sekolo, who uh, really uh, I don't know how he could be uh, uh, still uh, representing the president because seemed like to me he was involved in this uh, scheme. If you listen to Lev Lev Pernus and believe the stuff that he's came out with. Uh, Succolo, the president's uh, outside attorney, was right in the thick of things, and he's on the president's uh, legal team, along with a couple of uh, familiar names, Ken Starr and uh, Alan Dershowitz. That's the guy that uh, <laughs> defended O.J. 
So he must be a pretty good lawyer. You got uh, the juice on. <laughs> oh, the dirt you with. The guy's uh, he's a Harvard uh, a professor, ex Harvard professor. I think he's got tenure up there. Once you're uh, uh, he, what they call him a professor emeritus at Harvard Law. So he's pretty sharp now. Uh, yeah, Dershowitz and Ken Starr. Starr was the one that prosecuted Bill Clinton. So this, both of those two guys have been around for a hundred years, y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> you can you hey, you can date them now. Uh, one of them defended OJ, and one of them <laughs> prosecuted uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, these, these are, I, I think they mostly just figure he is uh, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Dershowitz says that he's not really part of the team. He's just uh, uh, going to uh, make an argument on behalf of the Constitution. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, but Dershowitz said that uh, he's not uh, claiming to be uh, 100% part of the team because he's just going to make a one-hour defense <laughs> of the Constitution. I, well, I heard him on uh, 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 TV last night with uh, Ari uh, Melvin, and I don't know. I, I got some disagreements with what he's talking about. He's he trying to tell me that uh, somehow <laughs> he's trying to make the argument that somehow abuse of power <laughs> is not imputable. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to tell me that abuse of power <laughs> is not an impeachable offense. I beg to differ with him, and so does a other. Uh, so does uh, does a, a lot of other uh, uh, professional uh, lawyers. <laughs> so does a lot of uh, legal uh, minds, uh, serious legal minds, disagree with him on that part. I mean, I was reading this uh, Hamilton uh, uh, Federalist paper uh, sixty five. I'm gonna. Put that on. Be keying that up for y'all tonight. Federalist Paper 65, yeah, where uh, Hamilton talked about uh, impeachment and his take on it and what the founders thought, uh, was thinking when they uh, included uh, that uh, that uh, article in the uh, Constitution, the impeachment clause. Uh, he tried to explain it uh, back there in uh, 1768. And, uh, this thing is heavy, y'all. You know, those Federalist Papers, you need to, um, <laughs> y'all out there in the audience, you need to uh, pick up the, a copy of the Federalist Papers. Uh, uh, Hamilton, uh, uh, Alexander Hamilton uh, uh, wrote most of them. He wrote like 58 of the 85. <laughs> he wrote most of them himself. But him and uh, Jefferson, and uh, I think it was Jay's, uh, Joe, uh, uh, J, uh, what's Jay's name? He wrote a couple of them, but it was mostly Hamilton and, uh, I guess, Jefferson. But uh, just pick those things up and uh, check them out because they, they kind of uh, give you uh, an outline of uh, what the founders was thinking about uh, when they put this Constitution together. And they give you uh, some real good insight uh, on the, uh, what they had in mind when they was uh, 
uh, putting this thing together. It's really, really uh, uh, some uh, uh, good information for you, the Federalist Papers. Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Federalist uh, 65 tonight, dealing with the uh, responsibility of the Senate and, uh, uh, to uh, pr- uh, prosecute, uh, to try the, uh, the impeached party in this case, uh, the president of the United States. And uh, I'll uh, let you take a look at it. Uh, Tape this uh, thing, too. So if you don't have a copy or just tape it, it's it's really uh, interesting. Hey, good evening, uh, my Facebook friends. Welcome to the Hushbow Black Forum. You know, our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, yeah. We don't like to get loud, but uh, Lord knows sometimes <laughs> sometimes we have to just to uh, get a word in. Mm. Yeah, we advocate for uh, social justice out here on the Hushville Black Forum on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we do, but just by extension, being part of that community, we find ourselves advocating on their behalf. But you know what Martin Luther King said, injustice anywhere <laughs> is injustice everywhere. So, yeah, we it, it can be uh, turned around. Justice anywhere is justice everywhere. Could be, should be. So we advocate for social justice for everybody, y'all. But particularly on behalf of Americans of African descent. Yeah, I don't have to go black for them. That's what we do. We we uh, we cipher things out there too, y'all. We break it down for you. That's so much stuff being thrown at us that uh, we don't know what's what. We try to make sense of it all for you. I say on the Hushmo Black Forum. Got to call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. We don't take many calls out here on the Hushmore Black Forum, but we we will take a call or two. We found over the years it's uh, it's better to talk out at the audience, and uh, yeah, not you know I'm open to debate, but uh, so I, I'll take a call from time to time if somebody got something really important to say. Uh, we ain't scared. Hey, we, we, we're going to be uh, dealing with uh, the impeachment of the president of the United States a little bit tonight. And we don't stay on one topic long, y'all. So get in where you fit in if you got something to say about it. Uh, I I think uh, with the uh, Lev Parnas uh, interview that Rachel Maddow has done for the last couple of nights, it's almost mind-blowing, y'all. <laughs> this thing is mind-blowing. This is one of Rudy Giuliani's uh, associates. This uh, American, he's an American citizen, y'all, too, by the way. He was born in uh, Ukraine, I believe, but he came here a, a long time ago. And he, uh, among other things that he did for Rudy Giuliani, he was uh, his uh, uh, interpreter, <laughs> This guy speaks like Russian, Ukraine, and English. And I found him to be 
a pretty creditable uh, a person. Now he's on the indictment. <laughs> he's on the indictment for finance uh, 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 for campaign violations. He was running money into the Republican Party, three or four hundred thousand dollars into the Republican Party, trying to get somebody elected. I don't know who that was. I think that's all got to do with Trump too. But uh, anyway. Y'all go to MSNBC. I think both of those things are coming on Sunday night on MSNBC at 10. I think Rachel, uh, yeah, they're going to redo both of those uh, interviews uh, two hours from 10 to 12, I believe it is, uh, tomorrow night. So be sure to tune in in there. Check it out. You need to hear it. It's very uh, uh, informative. Informative. Uh, Yeah. Check it out. I thought it was fascinating what uh, what this guy have to say. Uh, this guy, uh, this guy put the finger on everybody, y'all. <laughs> this guy put the finger on everybody from the vice president to Pompeo to Rick Perry <laughs> to Devin Nunes to uh, you name it. And this guy's got uh, documents to back most of what he said up. So I, you know, even though he's on the indictment, this guy is a credible, credible witness, y'all. Ain't no doubt in my mind. I mean, just from my own observation, I'm a pretty good judge of. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a pretty good judge of uh, 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 if somebody's telling uh, is on the line. I mean, you know, shooting straight is a straight shooter. <laughs> I you know, I consider myself a pretty good judge. I can pick stuff up. Uh, you can't just run no game by me, uh, you know. And I don't uh, I don't pick it up. This guy, in my mind, is it's pretty creditable. Now we'll see. But a lot of that stuff is going to get well. It's in the public domain. Once you hear it, you know the Senate. The Senate ain't going to be able to just ignore it because the public. I mean, most I say I'm a pretty good judge of uh, a person's uh, character just by listening to them. I think most Americans are. I'm not the only one by no means. Now, I don't mean that I'm the only, but just listen to this guy and uh, come to your own conclusion uh, uh, to his uh, uh, validity. Uh, you know, uh, and I think most people, I think most people, will uh, uh, conclude that this guy is on the up and up, y'all. Yeah, Dershowitz says abuse of power is not an impeachable offense. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I ain't buying that, y'all. I ain't buying that at all. <laughs> I ain't buying that at all. Let me... Uh, I'm, I'm going to... First, before we get too far off into the program, talking about impeachment... I'm going to key this up for you, and I want you to take a listen at uh, Alexander Alexander Hamilton. Uh, His uh, take on uh, the impeachment clause and the Senate's uh, responsibility and what he uh, 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 is saying about... uh, Founders' intention of uh, putting this thing in there. So y'all check this out, and uh, we're going to come back uh, on the on the back half of it and uh, see what you think. Uh, 
Federalist number 65. The powers of the Senate continued. From the New York Packet, Friday, March 7, 1788. Hamilton. To the people of the state of New York, the remaining powers which the plan of the convention allots to the Senate in a distinct capacity are comprised in their participation with the executive in the appointment to offices and in their judicial character as a court for the trial of impeachments. As in the business of appointments, the executive will be the principal agent. The provisions relating to it will most properly be discussed in the examination of that department. We will, therefore, conclude this head with a view of the judicial character of the Senate. A well-constituted court for the trial of impeachments is an object not more to be desired than difficult to be obtained in a government wholly elective. The subjects of its jurisdiction are those offenses which proceed from the misconduct of public men, or, in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. They are of a nature which may with peculiar propriety be denominated political, as they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to the society itself. The prosecution of them for this reason will seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community and to divide it into parties more or less friendly or inimical to the accused. In many cases, it will connect itself with the pre-existing factions and will enlist all their animosities partialities, influence, and interest on one side or on the other. And in such cases, there will always be the greatest danger that the decision will be regulated more by the comparative strength of parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt. The delicacy and magnitude of a trust which so deeply concerns the political reputation and existence of every man engaged in the administration of public affairs speak for themselves. The difficulty of placing it rightly in a government resting entirely on the basis of periodical elections will as readily be perceived when it is considered that the most conspicuous characters in it will, from that circumstance, be too often the leaders or the tools of the most cunning or the most numerous faction, and on this account can hardly be expected to possess the requisite neutrality towards those whose conduct may be the subject of scrutiny. The convention, it appears, thought the Senate the most fit depositary of this important trust. Those who can best discern the intrinsic difficulty of the thing will be least hasty in condemning that opinion, and will be most inclined to allow due weight to the arguments which may be supposed to have produced it. What it may be asked is the true spirit of the institution itself. Is it not designed as a method of national inquest into the conduct of public men? If this be the design of it, who can so properly be the inquisitors for the nation as the representatives of the nation themselves? It is not disputed that the power of originating the inquiry, or in other words, of preferring the impeachment, ought to be lodged in the hands of one branch of the legislative body. Will not the reasons which indicate the propriety of this arrangement strongly plead for an admission from the other branch of that body to a share of the inquiry? The model from which the idea of this institution has been borrowed pointed out that course to the convention. In Great Britain, it is the province of the House of Commons to prefer the impeachment and of the House of Lords to decide upon it. Several of the state constitutions have followed the example, 
as well the latter as the former seem to have regarded the practice of impeachments as a bridle in the hands of the legislative body upon the executive servants of the government. Is not this the true light in which it ought to be regarded? Where else than in the Senate could have been found a tribunal sufficiently dignified or sufficiently independent? What other body would be likely to feel confidence enough in its own situation to preserve unawed and uninfluenced the necessary impartiality between an individual accused and the representatives of the people, his accusers? Could the Supreme Court have been relied upon as answering this description? It is much to be doubted whether the members of that tribunal would at all times be endowed with so eminent a portion of fortitude as would be called for in the execution of so difficult a task, and it is still more to be doubted whether they would possess the degree of credit and authority which might, on certain occasions, be indispensable towards reconciling the people to a decision that should happen to clash with an accusation brought by their immediate representatives. A deficiency in the first would be fatal to the accused, in the last, dangerous to the public tranquility. The hazard in both these respects could only be avoided, if at all, by rendering that tribunal more numerous than would consist with a reasonable attention to economy. The necessity of a numerous court for the trial of impeachments is equally dictated by the nature of the proceeding. This can never be tied down by such strict rules, either in the delineation of the offense by the prosecutors or in the construction of it by the judges, as in common cases serve to limit the discretion of courts in favor of personal security. There will be no jury to stand between the judges who are to pronounce the sentence of the law and the party who is to receive or suffer it. The awful discretion which a court of impeachments must necessarily have to doom to honor or to infamy the most confidential and the most distinguished characters of the community forbids the commitment of the trust to a small number of persons. These considerations seem alone sufficient to authorize a conclusion that the Supreme Court would have been an improper substitute for the Senate as a court of impeachments. There remains a further consideration which will not a little strengthen this conclusion. It is this. The punishment which may be the consequence of conviction upon impeachment is not to terminate the chastisement of the offender. After having been sentenced to a perpetual ostracism from the esteem and confidence and honors and emoluments of his country, he will still be liable to prosecution and punishment in the ordinary course of law. Would it be proper that... The persons who had disposed of his fame and his most valuable rights as a citizen in one trial should, in another trial for the same offense, be also the disposers of his life and his fortune. Would there not be the greatest reason to apprehend that error in the first sentence would be the parent of error in the second sentence? that the strong bias of one decision would be apt to overrule the influence of any new lights which might be brought to vary the complexion of another decision. Those who know anything of human nature will not hesitate to answer these questions in the affirmative, and will be at no loss to perceive that by making the same person's judges in both cases, those who might happen to be the objects of prosecution would, in a great measure, be deprived of the double security intended them by a double trial. The loss of life and estate would often be virtually included in a sentence which, in its terms, imported nothing more than dismission from a present and disqualification for a future office. 
It may be said that the intervention of a jury in the second instance would obviate the danger, but juries are frequently influenced by the opinions of judges. They are sometimes induced to find special verdicts which refer the main question to the decision of the court. Who would be willing to stake his life and his estate upon the verdict of a jury acting under the auspices of judges who had predetermined his guilt? Would it have been an improvement of the plan to have united the Supreme Court with the Senate in the formation of the Court of Impeachments? This union would certainly have been attended with several advantages, but would they not have been overbalanced by the signal disadvantage already stated arising from the agency of the same judges in the double prosecution to which the offender would be liable. To a certain extent, the benefits of that union will be obtained from making the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court the President of the Court of Impeachments, as is proposed to be done in the plan of the Convention, while the inconveniences of an entire incorporation of the former into the latter will be substantially avoided. This was perhaps the prudent mean. I forbear to remark upon the additional pretext for clamor against the judiciary which so considerable an augmentation of its authority would have afforded. Would it have been desirable to have composed the court for the trial of impeachments of persons wholly distinct from the other departments of the government? There are weighty arguments as well against as in favor of such a plan. To some minds it will not appear a trivial objection that it could tend to increase the complexity of the political machine and to add a new spring to the government the utility of which would at best be questionable. But an objection which will not be thought by any unworthy of attention is this. A court formed upon such a plan would either be attended with a heavy expense or might in practice be subject to a variety of casualties and inconveniences. It must either consist of permanent officers stationary at the seat of government and, of course, entitled to fixed and regular stipends, or of certain officers of the state governments to be called upon whenever an impeachment was actually depending. It will not be easy to imagine any third mode materially different which could rationally be proposed. As the court, for reasons already given, ought to be numerous, the first scheme will be reprobated by every man who can compare the extent of the public wants with the means of supplying them. The second will be espoused with caution by those who will seriously consider the difficulty of collecting men dispersed over the whole Union. The injury to the innocent from the procrastinated determination of the charges which might be brought against them the advantage to the guilty from the opportunities which delay would afford to intrigue and corruption, and in some cases the detriment to the state from the prolonged inaction of men whose firm and faithful execution of their duty might have exposed them to the persecution of an intemperate or designing majority in the House of Representatives. Though this latter supposition may seem harsh and might not be likely often to be verified, Yet it ought not to be forgotten that the demon of faction will, at certain seasons, extend his scepter over all numerous bodies of men. But though one or the other of the substitutes which have been examined, or some other that might be devised, should be thought preferable to the plan in this respect, reported by the Convention, it will not follow that the Constitution ought, for this reason, to be rejected." If mankind were to resolve to agree in no institution of government until every part of it had been adjusted to the most exact standard of perfection, 
Society would soon become a general scene of anarchy and the world a desert. Where is the standard of perfection to be found? Who will undertake to unite the discordant opinions of a whole community in the same judgment of it, and to prevail upon one conceited projector to renounce his infallible criterion for the fallible criterion of his more conceited neighbor? To answer the purpose of the adversaries of the Constitution, they ought to prove not merely that particular provisions in it are not the best which might have been imagined, but that the plan upon the whole is bad and pernicious, distinct from the other departments of as a citizen distinct of perfection of, perfe of perfection of perfection, society would soon become a general scene of anarchy. Hey, uh, yeah, okay, so that uh, that that's it. That that that's uh um Federalist Paper sixty five Alexander Hamilton uh check you know it, it, now it's kinda heavy so you have to listen to it and digest it and uh really uh um uh get into it, you know, to make sense of it. For a lot of people, you know, who don't pay uh, uh, attention to uh, 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 to uh, legal legal uh, uh, things like this, but just listen to it and read it a couple of times, and it'll all make sense. Because right now, you can look at what's going on uh, today, and this was 1768 when they. Uh, and put that uh, constitution together, and uh, uh, the Federalist Papers uh, was written, 1768. And what that guy is talking about is exactly <laughs> uh, what's going on today. And uh, even though uh, Alan Dershowitz, one of the, the lawyers that the president's got on this team, claimed that abuse of power is not an impeachable offense, about the second or third uh, sentence uh, in that Federalist uh, 65 points out that any uh, mistrust of the public is subject to impeachment. And so abuse of power, in my mind, is definitely an uh, 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 injury uh, to the public because it's uh, uh, demeaning uh, the office along with uh, the country. So, in my mind, it's definitely an impeachable offense in the two articles uh, that uh, the Congress has sent over uh, to impeach uh, President Trump is definitely, uh, both of them are impeachable offenses in my mind. Now, uh, each senator is going to have to make up their minds as to uh, uh, what they uh, think about it. And right now, uh, uh, the general wisdom is, or consensus is, that uh, this guy is not going to be uh, removed from office. Uh, yet and still, they took an oath. <laughs> they took an oath to be impartial uh, uh, in their uh, deliberations. So, you know, I realize the oath don't mean as much as it used to. But once you take an oath and ra uh, raise your hand, put your left hand on the Bible, raise your right hand, and so help you God, 
that you're going to be as impartial as <laughs> as you can. Uh, you uh, you got a duty to, uh, uh, in my mind, to uh, uh, to adhere to that uh, oath you're taking there. So we're going to see what 100 senators do when they hear the evidence. Now, Miss McConnell already done said that he's not an impartial juror. So I don't know how he even took the oath. And if he took the oath and uh, going into it, know that he's not going to abide by it, Maybe uh, he should uh, recuse himself. Maybe he should recuse himself, y'all. That, you know, that's my that's my take on that. Him and Lindsey Graham, uh, both. Both of those guys should, uh, uh, <laughs> once they take that oath, uh, you know, the voters are going to hold them, uh, some of them, so the voters gonna hold them uh, to uh, account, you know. People ain't, uh, uh, you know, just gonna go along to get along. I mean, it's serious business. You're talking about the president of the United States here uh, abusing his power, trying to shake down a foreign government, and then uh, 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 obstructing uh, Congress by trying to hide uh, uh, the evidence. Refusing to let, uh, allow uh, uh, people in his cabinet to come forward and testify, haven't turned over not one uh, document of, uh, of uh, not one sheet of documents that the Congress has uh, requested in their uh, constitutional uh, duty of oversight. Uh, this president is stonewalling y'all, and uh, yeah, all that's impeachable. That's that's harming uh, the citizens. Yeah. And that's what the, that impeachment is about. You can have uh, no one is above the law. That's it. Come down to that. Nobody is above the law, y'all. Hey, y'all, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. It's about, uh, I don't know, it's about 7.30 here, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. Give y'all a break. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're going to be right back. Uh, you got me, Hushmo, driving this train. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back to the High School Black Forum, bro. Hey, it's Saturday, January 18th, MLK weekend, y'all. It's for the King uh, holiday coming up Monday. His birthday was actually his past Wednesday. I want to pay homage to uh, a great American, a great, great American, y'all, Martin Luther King Jr., uh yeah. Uh uh we owe him a uh debt of gratitude. The country does. The world indeed. Oh this guy. Uh, uh yeah, so we celebrating this holiday uh this weekend, Monday. You know, we're coming to you from the ATL, so you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, events uh, that's geared around uh, his holiday every year here in Atlanta and indeed across the country, uh, especially here. Uh, so we'll be out and uh, partaking in uh, some of the festivities uh this coming Monday, the whole weekend, you know, we we do it the whole weekend down here in the ATL, you know, celebrating uh, the achievement uh, of uh, this great American. Without him, uh, I don't know where we'd be, y'all. Uh, without him, I don't know where we would be. Uh, Americans of Africa, said, indeed, the country, uh, yeah, uh, would be in a different place. And... Uh, we're just so thankful that uh, uh, this guy came along. Uh, <laughs> we're just so thankful that this guy came along and uh, left his mark on uh, the world. Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, great, great advocate for social justice. Yeah, the greatest uh, that we've seen here in this country. Uh, yeah, this guy's uh, this guy was a difference maker. Yeah, nonviolent, a nonviolent uh, difference maker. You know, uh, he brought about change. Uh, he brought about change in a nonviolent uh in a nonviolent uh, way. Yeah. Violence can can bring about change, no doubt. But uh he proved to the world that uh proved to this country that you could also uh uh bring about change uh in a nonviolent way. Yeah. And uh so we're just so grateful to uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, I was going to key up. Uh, let's see if I can key up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look through and see if I can key up uh, some of his work. Uh, I like uh, uh, one of his speeches before before the show is over tonight we'll try to get something keyed up for you let you hear a little of uh mlk on his uh weekend yeah hey uh we got a call in one eight eight 
That's free call into the Hushmore Black Forum, yeah. Uh, you know what I model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder, yeah, than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Yeah, one one thing about this uh, Senate trial that <laughs> that's going on now, uh, you know, four of those senators are uh, is well, it's not four senators anymore because you got uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Susan Collins. Oh yeah, you got uh, Michael Bennett too. Four of those senators who's running for president is going to be tied down in the Senate. As long as this trial is going on, they got to sit there. <laughs> they got to sit there all day. As long as that thing is in session, they got to sit there. So they're not going to be able to travel as much. They can't get on that. They they might can take a short, short hop <laughs> and run up and run back. But they got to be in their seats, y'all, because they don't know when a vote's going to come up. So they pretty much is going to be uh, chained to they cease there in the Senate while Joe Biden and Pete Bottas, uh, Pete Bettis judge <laughs> is going to be uh, uh, out there campaigning. And I, you know, I don't blame him. I, you can't, they can't wait for uh, <laughs> the other senators. So, but it is somewhat of a disadvantage uh, on the one hand, but on the other hand, I think it's uh, uh, a chance for uh, the senators who's uh, trying the president to, uh, to uh, you know, do their job, do their constitutional, uh, constitutional uh, uh, mandated job as uh, jurors uh, in trying uh, and trying this guy. Yeah, because, you know, uh, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised. Now, even though everybody is assuming that this guy is going to walk, <laughs> with all the stuff that's coming out, you know, <laughs> I believe it's going to be 10, 12, 13 uh, Republican senators who's going to vote uh, to remove this guy, <laughs> who's going to find this guy guilty. That's just no way uh, the common, you know, even, you know, uh, just me, you know, just listen to the evidence that I've heard is enough for me to uh, uh, convict this guy. Oh, yeah. Just the things that I've heard already is way more than enough for me to uh, uh convict uh, Donald Trump of abusing uh, uh, his power of demeaning uh, that office of president in front of uh, uh, the country and indeed in front of the entire world. Our standing in the world has uh, diminished uh, greatly since this guy took office, y'all. Yeah. Our, our, Our standing in the world has diminished you got Vladimir Putin running around uh 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 acting as if he's a, a god and Trump lapping at his uh um uh, uh lap look like I don't understand it, yeah. But uh, but uh you know, he's over his head. 
way over his head, y'all. And it's time for uh, the Senate to uh, to do their job. They do their job. There's uh, <laughs> always two, two sides to every coin, y'all. <laughs> Even if they drag him out of there in a straitjacket, <laughs> you got Mike Pence. <laughs> You got Mike Pence waiting in the wings, and uh, according to Lev uh, Lev uh, Parnas, uh, Mike Pence is uh, is just as deep in this thing as Trump. <laughs> so, you know, be careful what you wish for, y'all. <laughs> be be careful what you wish for, because you know, <laughs> damn if you do, and damn if you don't, y'all. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, y'all. As a hushbo, I've been following politics, y'all, uh, since 1952. I don't want to date myself, but I remember when Eisenhower got elected in 1952, y'all. I was young, man. But I remember when he got elected in 1952. And, I, you know, I can tell you something about every president we've had since then. <laughs> I, I can tell you about a couple of them we had uh, before then, Roosevelt and Truman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, but I've never seen anything close to the, uh, to what we've got now. Uh, six of the president's men is in jail or going to jail, <laughs> and he <laughs> six of the president's closest advisors, cabinet members, either in jail or on their way to jail, y'all. <laughs> uh, he might join them before it's over. He may join him before it's over, y'all. I, I ain't wishing no bad luck on him, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It is what it is, y'all. Hey, we got a call out there on the line. Hang on, caller. We, we'll get to you. That's what we're trying to, trying to get through a segment here. But uh, yeah, um, he might go there. He might go uh, and join. Uh, see if they can find a spot. You know, we got a big federal prison here in in, in Atlanta. Yeah, we got a federal pen here in the city of Atlanta. You know, the f- most famous citizen uh, of that prison was Al Capone. <laughs> Al Capone, yeah, he was, they put Al Capone in jail for tax evasion or some crazy stuff. They couldn't get him on much, and this dude was a monster. <laughs> he invented the term monster. But Al Capone, I think they got him on mail fraud eventually, and uh, uh, had him in jail down here uh, in uh, in Georgia, in Atlanta, the federal pen down here, uh, back in the 30s, you know. But uh, we can find room in there for one more. Uh, we can find room in that thing for one more. One more. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, that's Peter Gary. <laughs> Hey, 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 y'all, come on, y'all. We can't find room for one more in there, though. Y'all, <laughs> hey, I've never seen anything like it, y'all. I've never seen anything like it. This guy's going to take us to war. <laughs> he don't want to run and kill somebody's citizen. <laughs> they want to run and blow up uh, somebody. said, we're not at war with Iran. We don't want to run and blow up uh uh, one of their citizens, and then uh, the I told told called him a clown other a day, and he got he told my I told him better watch his words. 
This guy, he got a name for everybody. As soon as somebody named him, he talking about they better watch their words. <laughs> hey, we came, that thing was serious, yo. That thing was serious. And already uh, they lying about that, said there was no American injuries. Coming to find out 11 uh, uh, soldiers got wounded in that uh, uh, junk. And we don't know what kind of long-term uh, effect that stuff is going to have on them because they're talking about it was psychological. <laughs> the injuries are psychological or internal. Hey, I got PTSD myself. I was in Vietnam, y'all. I know all about psychological injuries <laughs> and PTSD and all that stuff. Hey, I know firsthand. I know firsthand. That stuff lasts a, life, a lifetime, y'all. That stuff lasts a lifetime. So, it, you know, uh, I just pray for those soldiers over there. I just uh, pray that uh, they uh, they get back here so, uh, uh, safe and sound, y'all. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was in Vietnam. I mean, I, I can remember... Um, it's a B fifty twos dropping five hundred pound bombs and uh <laughs> leaving a crater the size of this house, y'all. <laughs> leave it a five hundred pound bomb or leave a leave it craters the size of my house. And when during the rainy season we swim in them. <laughs> Shoot, that's like what kind of hole it leave. You can imagine these uh, uh missiles that Iran shot over there was fifteen hundred pounds apiece. <laughs> That's a lot of that. Hey, that's a lot of explosive, y'all. A 1,500-pound bomb? And they try to tell us that wasn't nobody wounded? <laughs> Shoot. Just a shock. Just a shock ways a, a wound, a, a do damage. Enough to bust your eardrum. Do serious psychological damage. The one things explode next to you. Is gonna do some psychological damage, if not physical damage. You could, <laughs> hey, fifteen hundred pound bomb, y'all. That ain't no joke. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all. It's about five minutes to eight, y'all. Here at the ATL, we're gonna take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. See if we can. See what this uh, caller won't out there online there. We'll be back to, with you in a few, though. You got me Hushville driving this train this evening, y'all. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushville Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
that was held during the Jimmy Carter administration, American hostages that was being held in Tehran. And uh, well, well, they man. called up... Wait a minute. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> they called Tehran up and told Tehran to make sure you're one of your people are out here in the desert because we're going to fire some missiles and try to scare the Americans. <laughs> well, look, but uh, well, you ain't got much time. I... I just I just want to get that out there. Oh, and another thing. Did you hear the noise from last Monday? What? All Man. the people at the Superdome. <laughs> Over 90,000 people at the Superdome chanting USA and and make America great. It was tremendous. The LSU football team <laughs> Well, I don't, yeah, I don't blame him for being excited. Was at the White I, House today? Hey, hey, listen, I don't blame him for being excited about LSU. I can guarantee you who they weren't excited about. They no, they was chanting. They was chanting. The crowd <laughs> erupted when the man walked out. This was before the game, see? It wasn't after the game. They didn't know hey, what the know. outcome of the game was going to be, so don't try to throw it that way. But anyway, I was in Atlanta. I had to leave. You hey, got nice roads, but your traffic is terrible. Sorry, I, yeah, I thought that we were going to get to go for a bite. Uh, but listen, uh, I don't blame them for tapping because they can see that this guy got long. He ain't got long to be in that office. <laughs> He's going to be in there as long as he wants to. But you've been talking about that ever since before hey, he hey. was elected, man. <laughs> Hey, they've been impeaching him before the election in in November 2016. I don't know what's going on with these folks, man. We got another election coming up November the 3rd. <laughs> hey, All right, Willis. We ready. Yeah, after that. We ready. That's what we'll see. But anyway, I'm going to let you get to your show, man. I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. I got to stop from laughing. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Uh, that's our regular caller there, y'all. He uh, he called in, harassed me. He's a Republican, a black Republican. Don't tell me nothing about we ain't got no black Republicans now, because that's a black Republican right there. He's a Trump fan, too. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. My, my parents were Republicans back in the 30s. <laughs> my, uh, my parents were Republicans back in the 30s. Yeah, they still had a connection to Abraham Lincoln back then. That's when the Republican Party was a uh, party of Lincoln. The Republican Party is not the uh, party of Lincoln uh, anymore, y'all, <laughs> as quiet as it's kept. <laughs> uh, that Republican Party we got today is not the Republican Party of Abraham Lincoln. Make no mistake about it, y'all. Oh, no. 
that's the party of Donald Trump. I, that's the party of Donald Trump. That's not a, a even the Republican Party anymore. That is uh, uh, the party of Donald Trump. Uh, the Trumpers. <laughs> that is <laughs> the Trumpers. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the name of that party, the Trumpers. That is not the Republican Party. That is the party of Trumpers. <laughs> that that's that's what that is. That's not the Republican Party. Shoot, you think Abraham Lincoln get in that party? Oh, uh, he's Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan can even get in that party. Shoot, they uh, they they run uh, Ronald Reagan Reagan out of town on the real, y'all. They run. Uh, they run that joke out of town on the real. Somebody, a uh, Republican, <laughs> he want to join Trump's party. They run him out of town on the real, y'all. Hey, no, that's that's Trump's party. There, we gonna have to come up with a name for it. It ain't Republican, that's for sure. I don't know what it is. That is not the Republican Party. Are y'all registered Republicans? <laughs> y'all gonna have to <laughs> y'all gonna have to come up with a name uh, for y'all party. All your uh, followers of Trump, y'all gonna have to come up with a name because <laughs> that is not the Republican Party. Y'all been following politics since 1952. Now I know a Republican when I see one. <laughs> like my parents were Republicans back in the 1930s, uh, and I know uh, <laughs> that is not a. That is not a Republican Party uh, that uh, Trump is uh, presiding over. Oh no, uh, uh-uh, you can forget that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, start a contest, a naming contest. You got to come up with a name for that thing. <laughs> it ain't Republican. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we, you got to come up with a new name. I'll see if I can. I'll, I'll throw a few out there. I'll think of a few to see, let you vote on them. Trumpers. <laughs> Trumpkins. <laughs> Trumpkins. <laughs> How about that? Trumpkins. Uh, Trumpkins. Yeah, that, that, that might work. Yeah, Trumpkins. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, LSU, I want to congratulate uh, LSU uh, Tigers for winning the national championship. That was a great team, y'all. That was a great, great college team. Yeah, one of the better ones that we've had in some years. Although, Clipson, Clipson had a three-year run, run and only lost one game, y'all. <laughs> Clipson ain't got no uh, reason to, to bow their head, I tell you that. Clemson had a three-year run where they only lost one game. That's a pretty good team, yeah. That's a pretty good program. But uh, hats off to uh, hats off to uh, LSU. They uh, deserve to win that thing. This guy talking about they, somebody was clapping for Trump. It was clapping because they realized he ain't got long. <laughs> he ain't got long to be here. That is not sitting in that White House by hook or crook. He's going to be out of there come uh, November. He's going to be out of there come November, y'all. Yeah. Hey, no doubt in my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, 
but yeah, we came seriously close to uh, to war, y'all. That thing ain't, is still not over yet. It's still not over yet. But uh, we came dangerously close to uh, to war. Uh, uh, and according to reports, this guy, the president, is still running around bragging about how uh, he's uh, killed someone, as if that's something to uh, to uh, rejoice about. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just got an uneasy feeling about this whole situation, y'all. <laughs> Of where we at today in the world, you know, and uh, the mora- morality of it all. This just seemed to be decaying here in this country like crazy. Uh, and I'm not, you know, some religious fanatic. But uh, I think, I just, you know, believe that the President of the United States should have some uh, moral compass. Uh, you know, whatever that means to whoever. Uh, But uh, I don't see uh, that in this president. And uh, I think that's a uh, black eye on the nation. That's my opinion. But uh, I think that president uh, should have uh, some kind of moral compass. But I just don't see it uh, with this guy. Uh, uh, now, if you can rejoice about uh, uh, killing somebody, <laughs> assassinating somebody, which is pretty much what it amounts to, yeah, you, you, <laughs> my, you know, come on. If you, what is a Christian? <laughs> what is a Christian anyway? Hi. Hey, uh, what else going on in the world? I was kind of disappointed that uh, the Baltimore Ravens lost. I mean, the quarterback had over 500 yards. He was going up and down the field, but couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Uh, Right now, I'm going to have to go with Kansas City. I think they're going to take that whole thing, yeah. Of course, I'm a Falcons fan, which ain't, you know, that <laughs> has some pretty tough sledding here uh, of late, but uh, I'm a I'm a Falcons fan. Why don't that guy straighten his mustache out? Anybody ever look at John Bolton's mustache and thing look like it's crooked? I'm just saying, y'all, my, my mustache, you know, my beard is all kind of raggedy, too, but I mean, that guy's mustache looks like it's upside down or some sideways or something. Come on. Straighten your mustache out, man. You don't wear one, my goodness. He done came out and said he wanted to testify. Yeah. No, he came out. He, he came out and said that he's prepared to testify if uh, if uh, 
the Senate will uh, subpoena him. He is prepared to testify. He got something. To, he got a story to tell. If you got a story to tell and you're so patriotic, tell it. <laughs> That's what, hey, uh, he's trying to sell a book too, y'all. Oh, yeah, John Bolton is, is trying to sell a book. Everybody got a book. I got a book. But John Bolton is trying to sell a book. <laughs> he, 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 somebody, he got some kind of story to tell. If you got a story to tell, tell it. And stop uh, all this craziness. That's what I say. If you got a story to tell, tell it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We need a 28th Amendment, y'all. I put it forward a couple of weeks ago out on the internet. We need a we need a 28th Amendment, y'all, to the Constitution, dealing with how this uh, this impeachment thing should go, uh, putting some uh, rules in place uh, for how. For how uh, some guidelines in place, y'all. Let me, let me, uh, yeah. This is this is uh, my suggestion for the Twenty Eighth Amendment, my proposal. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna read this to you. Uh, I'm just uh, where the founding fathers decided to include an impeachment clause in the Constitution. They didn't envision that we uh, would ever uh, have the devil himself as president. Yeah, <laughs> they they couldn't envision that, which I believe is why they uh, never spelled out exactly how it should be carried out. They put the impeachment in there, but they didn't really uh, specify. Some of, you know they got some things in there, some uh, basic out- outlines about. Who should uh, bring charges? And they left uh, Congress uh, that responsibility to bring up charges. And the Senate uh, is the body where uh, the trial would be uh, uh, handled. Much like, much like and that was based on old uh, English law, where the House of Commons uh, 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 would. Uh, dig up the uh, evidence and uh, bring charges within the House of Lords, which is pretty, uh, okay, uh, in the British government, you know, the House of Commons is pretty uh, similar to our uh, uh, Congress, and the House of Lords is pretty similar to our Senate. So uh, they spelt all that out, uh, but they didn't really uh, uh, – do much other than that. Okay, okay, yeah, they did uh, uh, put in there that the chief justice would to preside over the uh, over the uh, uh, trial while it was in the Senate, while the Senate was uh, trying the president or whoever uh, uh, the uh, impeached uh, uh, person was, uh, the chief justice would uh, come in and and uh, and preside over it, as opposed to, uh, say, the vice president. Well, that makes sense, too, because uh, uh, if the president is impeached, is the impeached party, as it is in this case, uh, the vice president would uh, would uh, have a conflict. 
you know, he uh, because uh, you know he could come up and uh, uh, run the thing or vote on ties, fifty-fifty uh, ties. Say he could vote in a way that uh, would uh, be detrimental to uh, the president, and, uh, and he's next in line. <laughs> He he could he could uh, 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 wait the outcome of that thing in favor of uh, himself. You know he could uh, wait it and, uh, uh, to the detriment of the president. And I can see why you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want the vice presidency. He uh, soon uh, seeing as though he's next in line to be uh, president. Uh, uh, you wouldn't want him involved in that process because <laughs> that could be uh, uh, a conflict of interest. So uh, the framers uh, saw that. I mean, it's it's amazing the insights, uh, the founders and the people that wrote that constitution. Uh, it's amazing uh, the insight that they had uh, putting that document together, y'all. Uh, uh, they... Uh, stipulated it uh, that uh, the chief justice of the Supreme Court would uh, preside over the Senate for that, just for that uh, particular, uh, it's about the only time that the judicial and the uh, uh, legislative branch uh, come together uh, on, uh, on, uh, in any kind of setting, formal setting, and that would be uh, during an impeachment, the chief justice of the Supreme Court is a presiding officer now. The Senate still can overrule whatever he's pretty much a figurehead in a certain way. I, that's yet to be handled out. That's yet to be uh, yet to be uh, fully uh, uh, hashed out because we only had two of these things in the history of the country. There's only been two trials in the Senate uh, uh, impeaching the president: uh, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Uh, Richard Nixon was impeached, but he resigned before the trial came up. So there's only been two trials of presidents in the 230-year history of the country. Uh, so, you know, it's a rare thing. Uh, but uh, I believe we need a 28th Amendment uh, today in 2019. Uh, yeah, we just need to add a 28th Amendment to the Constitution, clarifying uh, the rules of impeachment. My initial thoughts on the subject uh, uh, is that uh, such an amendment should include, among other things, listen to this now, it should include, among other things, a time limit for the Speaker of the House to transmit the Articles of Impeachment to the Senate. You know, Nash Pelosi held those uh, 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 articles for about uh, a month, which I think is fair. You know, I think the House... I said uh, 30 days or so, and that's all she held them for. And all kinds of new information came out since uh, uh, the impeachment articles were voted on. She didn't just turn those things over to the Senate, and I can see why uh, it's a good idea. Now, the more I look at this uh, impeachment uh, proposal that I, or 28th Amendment proposal that I put out here about a month or so ago, it's so relevant. Is so relevant because had she just passed those uh, uh, articles of impeachment over to uh, Ms. McConnell, Ms. McConnell was going to uh, uh, vote to uh, uh, shut that whole thing down. <laughs> if she had to sit those things without all the additional information, Lev Parnas, uh, John Bolton coming to f- uh, forward, uh, agreeing to testify, and 
all this information that son came out since uh, the articles have been passed was is of tremendous value to the senators and to the American public and to the American public because we can see that uh, let the uh, public know exactly uh, uh, what's going on or give them a heck of a lot more insight into uh, what's going on in that White House, y'all. This stuff is scary, y'all. This stuff is scary. So a time limit for the Speaker of the House to transmit articles of impeachment to the Senate. I said 30 days from the time that the House has voted to impeach would be uh, a good rule to put in place. This is the 28th Amendment, kind of putting some guidelines on the thing. Most of it's going to stay the same. Most of the procedures are going to stay the same, but we need some definite guidelines. Uh uh, and during this 30-day period, uh, the Senate, the Senate has to lay out the framework uh, for the impeachment. The Senate has to lay out the framework for the Senate for the impeachment. That 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 means that the leader of the Senate, in this case, Mr. McConnell, has to get together with the uh, 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 the other side, the Democrats, and work out a framework for how that uh, trial is going to proceed. It ain't no uh, covering it up like Mr. McConnell here. This is uh, the trial don't even start in uh, full force until Tuesday. Mr. McConnell has yet to reveal uh, uh, how uh, he's or the citizens proposing to run this trial. Now, I think he's going to come up with some junk. I got a feeling he could he he could come up with some junk because uh, he done took an oath <laughs> to do be impartial and at the same time uh, uh, he has not showed anybody uh, uh, reveal how this trial is going to run. So I smell a rat. I smell a rat already because come Tuesday when all that stuff is coming to light, he's going to have a fight on this hand if there's any shenanigans in what he's proposing uh, uh, in the rules. Uh, uh-uh. He's gonna have a revolt on this hand in the Senate, <laughs> and uh, uh, we're gonna see. But uh, yeah, so uh, during that thirty uh, uh, day period, and this is uh, my proposal for uh, a twenty eighth amendment to the pros- uh, Constitution, you know, laying out the frameworks of uh, how exactly uh, the thing should be uh, uh, put together without changing. Uh, you know the the general uh, 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 intent of uh, the impeachment clause. Uh, 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 should be a limit on the trial. I say ninety days is uh, long enough to uh, try the president, but that should be spelled out. You got ninety days to try this person. Period. Get it over with. And while at the same time uh, 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 the Senate cannot collude, cannot collude with the impeached uh, a party about the engagement of the impeachment, this should be done strictly on an impartial basis and kept within the Congress. That means Mr. McConnell can't run to the president and ask him how he wants the trial ran. That's the uh, uh, Negating uh, the seriousness of uh, the impeachment, yeah, you know? that's colluding with the enemy or the uh, indicted person. That's crazy. That's uh, number two. 
uh, number three, once the House of Representatives issue articles of impeachment, until the Senate conducts and completes the trial of the impeached party, the executive cannot have unbridled executive authority. This is important. This is so important. This is a uh, uh, this is a uh, uh, section three of uh, my uh, uh, proposed twenty eighth amendment. Once the House of Representatives issue articles of impeachment until the Senate conducts and completes the trial of the uh, impeached party, in this case the president, the executive or the president cannot have unbridled executive authority, meaning the president, in this case, cannot take the nation to war, enter into treaties, appoint federal judges nor Supreme Court uh, justices without the explicit consent of both the House of Representatives and the Senate. has to be there, y'all. That this section three of my proposed uh, uh, 28th Amendment has to be there in the Constitution in uh, a 28th Amendment, y'all. Once the House of Representatives issue articles of impeachment, the president, and until uh, along with the Senate conducting and completing the trial of uh, the impeached party, in this case the president, cannot have unbridled executive authority, meaning the president, in this case, cannot take the nation to war, enter into treaties, appoint federal judges, nor Supreme Court justices without the consent of both the House of Representatives and the Senate. We've got to tie that guy's hand, y'all, as long as he's being impeached and tried. That president should not have free range. He should not have free range in that condition. No way, y'all. We got hey. When the person get in, uh, uh, indicted, the first thing in this country, first thing, uh, depending on uh, uh, what's going on, the first thing uh, 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 they, uh, the courts want to do is take your passport. <laughs> That's tying your hand, y'all. The first thing is that well, we want your passport. You can't leave. You can't do this. You can't do that. There are restrictions uh, in place on uh, an indicted person. And that's pretty much what this impeachment is. That impeachment is an indictment. That's an indictment, y'all. We can't let the indicted party until he's cleared. Now, he can uh, do uh, all the things that he normally does, but he's got to come to Congress. He's got to come to Congress. He can't blow up Iran or nowhere else, y'all, while he's being indicted. He, uh-uh, while well, he's been impeached, no, that's out. We got to put that in a Twenty Eighth Amendment, y'all. It's got to be there. You know, it's just a joke if you're gonna let this guy have free range while he's being impeached. You can't. We've got to tie. We've got to tie him down some kind of way, y'all. And that's for any president, not just this president. This is an amendment to the Constitution covering any indicted party. That guy's power has got to be restricted, or at least tied. That you know, not so much. He could defend the country against uh, 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 an enemy, 
Yeah, see, an enemy, uh, yeah, he could take us to war, uh, uh, but he's got to come to Congress. He got to go to Congress, y'all. After you know, in uh, 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 the Senate, he got to let us let them. Hey, if you blow up a rant, call Nancy Pelosi, call whoever's in charge of the Senate. Say, hey, I got to blow somebody up. They finna blow us up. Pick up the phone. That's all this. That's all this means. And that's that's uh, you know that's got to happen. Somebody got to have the foresight to introduce. A twenty eighth amendment to the Constitution, y'all. That should be uh, a somebody's uh, <laughs> on somebody's platform. Somebody running for president need to make that part of their uh, uh, platform uh, something that they can run on. Uh, a twenty eighth amendment proposal clarifying uh, 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 just how this impeachment thing should work, and by all means, uh, uh, putting in a. a, a clause in there uh, uh, demanding or uh, making it law that the president can't do anything without the explicit consent of the Senate and the House as long as he's been uh, uh, tried. And we we put some time limits on this, 30 days for the House to get the articles over to the Senate, 90 days for the Senate to try. And that's not asking too much, y'all, to protect this country, to to protect, to put some uh, protections in uh, place uh, for democracy. It's a small ask, y'all. It's a small ask uh, to put uh, these uh, protections uh, in uh, for our democracy. Somebody running for president should uh, uh, pick up on this, y'all. Somebody running for president. In fact, the Democratic Party should put this in their platform, and I will be sending this on to them. This needs to be in a Democratic platform right here, a 28th Amendment proposal. A 28th Amendment proposal. This should be in uh, uh, on our uh, platform. This should be on all platforms, y'all. This is we the people. These are just a few of my uh, ideas, but... We the people that should demand uh, that uh, the 28th Amendment to the Constitution be the first order of business of the new president once they take office. That should be the first order of business, y'all. And I'm going to be pushing this. I'm going to send it out to anybody who will listen. It's on my Facebook page. It's on my Facebook page. I'm going to send it to Tom, Dick, and Harry that... uh, we the people should demand it. We should start a petition, send it in to all your senators, we all your congressmen, all your elected officials should have a copy of it. We need a 28th Amendment with guidelines on whenever a president get impeached. There should be some guidelines spelled out. It shouldn't be left to chance. It should not be left to chance, y'all. Uh-uh. We, it's, it's too important for our democracy. Uh, there's a big hole there uh, in the, the Constitution as it relates to uh, this impeachment thing. There's just too big of a gap there uh, that uh, could easily be remedied uh, by uh, a 28th Amendment. We, the people, uh, should demand it. 
we the people should demand that, you know, and I, for one, I'm going to do just that. I'm going to do just that, yeah. Uh, 28th Amendment, yeah. Setting uh, down some concrete uh, guidelines for uh, how this impeachment thing should go. Yeah, it's just my ideas, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. We just rambling on here Saturday, January uh, 18th, 2020. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, uh, these are trying times, yeah. We thought 2020 would be a little better than 2019, but. As long as we got this impeachment hanging over our, our heads, it's going to be uh, some trying times, y'all. Because we, we, we got to get through this thing. We, this is serious. This is not a uh, uh, some exercise in futility here. This need to be taken serious, y'all. The senators, we got to demand those senators live up. Uh, to that oath uh, that they took. They got to live up to that oath, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what <laughs> what, what kind of senator are you? If you're going to uh, swear to uh, uh, God Almighty <laughs> that you're going to be impartial, and then you come up and talk about you're not impartial, you don't need to be uh, sitting up there in that Senate. You don't need to be sitting in uh, uh, in uh, on that uh, witness uh, stand. You don't need to be a witness in this trial if you can't be impartial, uh, uh, pursuant to the uh, oath that you took. Uh, you, you just don't need to be there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you swore an oath. Uh, you've got to live up to that. Uh, I I. Challenge any, and all, we the people, we better pay attention to what's going on here because you got a hundred senators sworn oath. Listen to this trial, follow this thing, and see uh, how do you think your senator, uh, see if you think your senator is being uh, uh, impartial. See if you think your senator is living up to that oath that he swore to, and uh, what is the uh, uh, oath that you swear to anyway? Uh, is it any? It doesn't mean anything in this country anymore. Does put your hand on the Bible and uh, swearing that you will uh, 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 execute uh, uh, in an impartial way uh, uh, mean anything? Does it mean anything at all, y'all? I think it does. I think it does. Uh, we'll see. And uh, any senator who's take this thing lightly uh, shouldn't be there, y'all. We the people should get them out of there. They they have no business. They have no business sitting in that uh, in that uh, great great uh, chamber. Uh-uh. They 
we have got to get them out of there. If they can't be impartial and live up to the oath that they're swearing to, uh, we need, we, you know, uh, we need to get rid of that in all legal proceedings. I, when I go to court for a traffic ticket, that just makes me swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> don't don't have me do anything. If these senators take the oath that they swear to so lightly, don't the common criminal, the common thief, the common anything that go before uh, any kind of legal, uh, any kind of judge in this country, don't have them swear to nothing. That's out. If these hundred senators in this most serious uh, exercise of their uh, responsibility can't live up to an uh, oath that they take, uh, and it's obvious, uh, so obvious uh, that they didn't do that, uh, will become obvious in my mind. I mean, I can already a couple of senators has came out and said that they're not uh, impartial, which uh, in my mind disqualifies them from sitting on that jury. Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham have no business, have no business still sitting uh, on that jury in the Senate for this impeachment. They disqualified themselves before the trial even started, y'all. They disqualified themselves. Those two uh, senators should not. I'm surprised uh, and, 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 uh, the Supreme Court justice uh, should call them out. <clears throat> justice Roberts should call Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell out uh, 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 for uh, uh, saying after uh, that they're not impartial and then taking an oath uh, uh, saying otherwise. Something is wrong there, y'all. Something is wrong. Chief Justice got to call them out. Chief Justice Roberts got to call those two guys out. Really, I'd I'd be for him uh, uh, disqualifying them if if this within his power. They need to disqualify them and make them vote on it. If I'm Chuck Schumer, I make them vote on that. for admitting to their uh, bias uh, before uh, uh, and uh, 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 they even take the oath. They should disqualify them. They should vote them off the, uh, they should vote them off the uh, jury. They should, if I'm Chuck Schumer, I'm bringing a, I'm forcing a vote to vote Mr. McConnell and uh, Lindsey Graham off the witness stand. I need to put that in that 28th Amendment. Any senator who take an oath to be impartial and come out and fails to live up to that. And fail to live up to that oath need to be 
qualified. And it's not like uh, 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 they're uh, uh, lying about it. They say it. They admit it that they cannot be impartial. They admitted it. They cannot be impartial. If you can't be impartial, you can't sit in uh, judgment. If you can't be in impartial, Lindsey Graham and Miss McConnell need to be disqualified. I'm going to put that out there on the internet. I'm going to write Chuck Schumer, Lindsey Graham, and Mitch McConnell need to be disqualified. They have already fessed up to the fact that they cannot be impartial and sign an oath uh, stating otherwise. They swore to an oath stating otherwise, but then admitted that they're not impartial. If you can't be impartial, you can't sit on the jury. If you can't be impartial and admit to not being impartial, there's no way in the world you should be able to sit on the jury. Uh, that's just common sense. Don't take uh, some kind of genius to figure that out. That's just that, anywhere in the court. You go in any, you know, uh, First thing a judge asks you, if you're in a, a, on a murder trial or something like that, first thing a judge asks you, are you a for or against the uh, death penalty? Oh, I'm against the death penalty. First thing that the, uh, the lawyer do over there on the prosecution case is strike you off the jury. You ain't going to sit on that jury. Most of the time, you're going to be off that jury. You tell the, you're going in talking about you uh, against the death penalty, and there's a death penalty trial in front of you. You know, the prosecutor is going to strike you. They get so many strikes. <laughs> prosecutor is a defendant. Uh, uh, so the first thing the prosecutor is going to do is strike you uh, from off that uh, jury. There's no difference here, y'all. There's no difference. Get uh, Miss McConnell and Lindsey Graham off of uh, the jury. Yeah, they admitted they can't be impartial. Get them off of there. I mean, you you violated your oath already up front. How is it that they can still sit on that uh, 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 in judgment of uh, uh, this trial? They can't. There's no way. And I don't think the framers uh, intended for them to uh, violate the oath of uh, uh, the oath that they're taking. Or they what they created a whole separate oath uh, for the uh, just the impeachment trial. They created a whole separate oath. Did they create that oath just for the fun of it? So somebody could come around and just uh, play with it? That's not you raise your hand swearing to the uh, 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 God. God don't play like that. You can't play with God like that, y'all. Uh-uh. That's crazy. So you <laughs> these oaths, these people better get a grip. Hey, the man upstairs not to be played with. The man upstairs not to be played with, y'all. Yes. So, yeah. There has to be some guidelines, y'all, <clears throat> going in. I mean, most of that uh, impeachment uh, uh, works pretty well. I mean, just some basic guidelines, like, uh, but it has to be uh, in the 28th Amendment so everybody know, 
so there's some loss so there's some teeth it's too much it's too much to ask uh, uh to leave it to chance it is too much uh, to leave to chance uh yeah it's too much to ask to just leave it to chance and it's too willy milly where you got a, a scoundrel like uh uh Mitch McConnell you got a scoundrel like Mitch McConnell who uh uh withheld uh uh the nomination of a Supreme Court justice up for a whole year because he didn't like the president. You got a scoundrel like that running the Senate, uh uh no. We need to get that stuff out of his hands. We need to get that out of his hands and put it in the twenty eighth Amendment so there's some uh concrete uh guys uh that they have to follow. Now, yeah, that should be some concrete guidelines, some more uh, guidelines to, that they have to follow by law, by the Constitution. You can't leave that up to chance because you don't, you never know who you might get uh, in uh, a position of power. That's what a, a, a Republican form of government is about, y'all. Clearing up all the ambiguities uh, of uh, 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 of uh, something like this, we're going to clear that up so that you don't uh, leave uh, to chance uh, that you have a person like Mitch McConnell running uh, uh, the Senate, or a person like Donald Trump being president. You can't take no chance on that. We got to have we got to tighten that up. The Constitution, as which is uh, the great thing about uh, uh, our Constitution, is the framers uh, 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 made it su- uh, such that uh, it can be amended. That's the great thing about that uh, Constitution. That's a great document, too, by the way. Uh, that's a great, great document. Oh, no doubt it started out with some flaws. <laughs> It started out with some flaws, y'all, because it didn't have the 13th, 14th, or 15th Amendment in it originally, but it got there. It got there. The 14th, uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment eventually did get there. Oh, 600,000 people died, but hey, somebody playing with uh, the man upstairs. You can't do that. Uh uh-uh, uh, you can't do that. You. you, <laughs> you that 28th Amendment is going to get there, too, y'all. That 28th Amendment is going to get there because already, already I see where Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham is playing with the man upstairs. See, that oath is uh, that oath is pretty powerful, y'all. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's more to it than meets the eye. You can't just swear uh, to uh, the man upstairs and be playing about it. Can't do it, y'all. Sooner or later, sooner or later, uh, the man upstairs is going to hold you accountable for it. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about what I know. <laughs> As sooner or later, the man upstairs is going to hold you accountable for swearing an oath to him. And then uh, reneging on it. Uh-uh. Sooner or later, he's gonna he's gonna make you uh, 
live up to it. That 28th Amendment would uh, adupe uh, some of that. It won't do everything, obviously. It ain't going to cure everything. It ain't going to be a cure-all for everything. Certainly is a step in the right direction. It certainly would be a step in the right direction, yeah. Yeah, because... But y'all pay attention to uh, this impeachment trial, y'all. Educate yourself to uh, the Federalist Papers. Federalist Papers 65. Hey, 64, 65, 66. Read those uh, Federalist Papers and kind of familiarize yourself with uh, the thinking uh, of uh, some of the founding fathers, what uh, their intent was, what they uh, was thinking about when they uh, put that constitution together, y'all. That constitution is pretty, it's a heck of a document, <laughs> believe it or not. You know, yeah, oh yeah, it allowed slavery initially, but like I said, uh, the man upstairs <laughs> and my <laughs> took care of that. Uh, hey, ask Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> ask Lincoln, y'all. Go out there and read Lincoln's second inaugural address. If you don't think the man upstairs had something to do with that Civil War, you read Lincoln's second inaugural address. <laughs> and and uh, uh, he'll uh, he'll tell you who was driving that. That war, y'all. Abraham Lincoln himself will tell you who was driving that war, that civil war that took 600,000 lives, y'all, to get rid of, to rid the nation of uh, that institution of slavery, y'all. 600,000 people played uh, with uh, the ultimate price, y'all to get rid of that uh, institution of slavery. Yeah. And uh, man man wasn't strong enough to do that by himself. Uh-uh. Man never would have uh, killed 600 of his fellow citizens just to get rid of, free some black folks. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have happened, y'all, without <laughs> a higher power intervening. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know those five million slaves was praying for their salvation too, <laughs> and apparently the man upstairs heard their prayer. That's uh, what I believe. It's what Abraham Lincoln believed, or came to realize. That's what he believed. He came to realize uh, what was going on there. Uh. Yeah. Hey, y'all, got me Hushmo driving this train tonight. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. It's just about uh, at the end of the road for us out here tonight. We'll be back next week, same time, same station, y'all. Uh, 
be the 25th of January uh, next year. Same time, same station. We'll be right back out here. That trial should be well uh, on its way by then, and uh, I'll be keeping you abreast. We'll be keeping you abreast out here on the Hushmore Black Forum because uh, this is so important, you know, for the uh, our democracy, for our uh, republic. This is so important, you know. So, yeah, you know, tune in. I mean, it's how uh, democracies uh, fall into uh, demise, you know, uh, when the citizens... Uh, um, Stop paying attention to what's going on. Uh, uh, our democracy could uh, could vanish on us. Uh, own tyranny by Timothy Snyder. Y'all check that book out too. I told you about that once. Timothy Snyder. Own tyranny. A good read, you know, telling about uh, the importance of uh, uh, the involvement of uh, the citizenry in keeping uh, uh, and making sure that uh, our democracy is Stay in check, y'all. We got to make sure uh, we stay engaged. Get out, register, vote. Uh, whatever you do this coming election, y'all, it's going to be so important that everybody get out there and vote. Yeah, you know, whoever your candidate is, just get out and vote, and uh, make sure that uh, you participate in the process, participate in the process, and uh, make sure everybody uh, have a right to vote, have access to the ballot. You know, they Right now, there's some shady stuff going on. Oh, some shady stuff going on right now where uh, some in our society is trying to suppress our vote again. We can't allow it to happen, y'all. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to be vigilant because... Uh, next thing you know, we'll be back on the darn plantation, y'all. <laughs> if you ain't careful, we, well, we, I don't know, we, our rights will be uh, diminished, y'all. We ain't careful. Own tyranny. Timothy Snyder, check that out. Check that book out, y'all. It's important. It's a, a quick read, too, by the way. It's a thin little book. Just pick it up. It's $2 on, online or something like that. Pick that up and, and uh, you know, and just check it out. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who won the uh, game, yeah? Has it is it over? I don't know. Let's see. I don't even know if the game's over or not, yeah. I haven't watched any football today. 
I don't watch any football today, yeah. I haven't had time to uh, check out the games. I'll, I'll see what's going on tomorrow. I might, uh, I might get a game in, but these these times are so trying. I, you know, I'm so dialed into what's going on in the politics. I ain't got time to do anything else. I don't have time. My time is tied up. With this impeachment thing, you know, I gotta, you know, I'm, I gotta. When I come out here on the Hushville Black Forum, I gotta be able to uh, report to y'all on what's going on, y'all. We decipher stuff out there. We break stuff down, y'all. Stuff coming from the top and stuff going up to the top. You know, it's always, it's always come, uh, always confusion, y'all. We try to make sense of the things that just don't make no sense. That's what we do out here on the actual black forum, y'all. Make sense of things that just don't make no sense. There's a lot of stuff out there that don't make no sense today. It's a lot of things going on that makes no sense at all today, y'all. There's a lot of stuff that don't make no sense today. But uh, we're going to do our best to uh, make sure we uh, break it down for you. Yeah, we're going to break it all down for you out here, y'all, because that's what we do. Harriet, Harriet Tugman. He said that's a great, great... uh, A movie or a documentary, Harriet Tugman, Great Great American. Y'all check it out, Harriet Tugman. Sounds, I don't know, it's HBO, one of those direct TV channels. Cost you a couple of bucks to go out there and check it out. A lot of history there. This little lady that freed a lot of slaves, y'all. She uh, coming back. Going back and forth across the Mason Dixie there, freeing uh, my people way back in the day. Harriet Tugman. Yeah, great, great American. Hey, it's MLK Day, y'all. Get out and participate. Yeah. Get out and participate in uh, your activities. Yeah. Uh, I was going to key up a uh, one of MLK's speeches, but let's see if I can find one. I... Uh, I uh let's see. I should have had one t- 
teed up for you, but I didn't. I got to run it on about this, uh, about the uh, impeachment, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, uh, have time to. Uh, Uh, key up a uh, CMLK. Uh, I didn't have time to uh, key one up for you. But. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, A great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination 100 years later. The Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. But one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, hey, uh, be transformed into an... Okay, y'all. Uh, just a little bit of it. Y'all check him out this weekend, y'all. It's his weekend. 
Yeah. Hey, y'all, we out of here. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. Until then, y'all, ciao. Have a great week. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.